Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. If you like what you're hearing, why not try a StephCast subscription? Only $4.95 a month if you buy a year in advance. Go to stephaniemiller.com to find out how. When I heard the news yesterday... Representative John Yarmouth was retiring. I was, you know, I went little Obama girl. No! <laughs> it's okay. We got to vote for another president. Congressman. Ooh, I'm not ready for There's not enough bourbon in the world. Good morning, oh. Representative John Yarmouth. Good People on morning. Twitter said, I hope he is retiring to spend more time with Stephanie Miller. And I hope that is the case. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. You know, anytime you ask. Well, you know, Representative, I, we've had this conversation so many times that I don't know how you do your job, any of you now. I don't know how you work with uh, another party that's not a governing party anymore. And I just, I have to ask, like, what went into this? Because I'm, that, that's what I'm afraid of, is we're going to lose all the good ones like you, because you're like, what, th- this is yeah. not even, they're not even, a go- they just are not a governing party anymore. I mean. Right, and I actually said that to a reporter yesterday who asked me uh, what had changed uh during my 15 years there. And uh, that's probably the biggest, the biggest change is the Republican Party has just given up uh, in terms of having any interest in policymaking. And that's very frustrating because it's, you know, it's kind of like negotiating with Kirsten Cinema right now. <laughs> you just, yeah. <laughs> if you can find her. I mean, Chairman, that's a perfect uh, example. You know, I, I said it earlier, and they, the media is like, oh, the progressives and moderates, the Democrats are in disarray. No, it's two people are against what 60 to 80 percent of Americans are for in the Build Back Better plan, right? Or we can't figure out what they're for. Isn't that where exactly, we're at? Exactly right. And um, it, it's, it's frustrating because, you know, first of all, this was uh, a platform that not only Joe Biden ran on last year, but most every Democrat embraced. Yeah. And so, yes, we don't have a huge mandate in the Congress, but we have we have a mandate. They gave us control. And, uh, you know, I'm, it's very frustrating. It's very frustrating that, that we won't consider some uh, change in the filibuster, uh, either abolish it or change it uh, so that we can actually govern. Uh, you know, the, nobody ever intended their for there to be a minority veto in in one house of the yeah. Congress, and that's what we have. Um, so yeah, but to me, this was all of those things were maybe five percent of my decision. Uh, the ninety five percent was just you know I'll be seventy five when uh, my term ends, and I know that sounds silly when we've got Nancy Pelosi and Stanley Hoyer yeah. and Jim Clark all over eighty, but. Uh, 
whatever time I have left, I'd like to have a little bit more control over it. Yeah. <laughs> and that, well, that was the main Can I main just part. say, being shallow and from Hollywood, you look fantastic. I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, well, I appreciate it. You know, what, you know to what I attribute that. What's, oh, bourbon. bourbon. Yeah, of course. Yeah, You're well-preserved. Yeah. <laughs> well-preserved, yes. Um, you know, Representative, I think one of the frustrating things, again, is the media's role in this. Than, as Speaker Pelosi said yesterday, she says every time she walks to the microphone, what's in these bills? And all they ever talk about it was what it costs. You know, as you as chairman of the budget committee, well, is it this or is it this? Is it 3.5? Is it 1.5? Is it 2? Is it what? And they don't talk about what it is. Right. You know, as you tweeted, when House Democrats say we're fighting for transformational investments that will support working families, we mean it. Build back better. You said we're going to build back better, but we must ensure working parents have the support they need to return to the workforce confidently. That means knowing their children are safe and well taken care of. I mean, talk to us a little more about what's in the bill, because these are real things that are going to help real families. Well, when I when I do this and, and roll through these, and I'll do it quickly, sure. uh, I'll leave some out. But you'll get a you'll get a sense of the problem that we're identifying, and that's talking about what's in it. Yeah. So, uh, child care, uh, uh, expansion of child care and affordable child care, uh, early pre uh, pre K uh, education for three and four year olds, uh, fa- paid family and medical leave, expanded Medicare to include vision, dental, and hearing. Um, uh, filling the Medicaid gap for people in the states where the state did not expand Medicaid under the Affordable Care Act. There's a lot of climate policy, resiliency, there's housing money. Um, uh, Again, I'll forget some uh, senior care, uh, providing home care for seniors. It's one thing after another. And when you, the the beauty of it is that they all fit together. Yeah, They, They all fit together in the sense of this is creating the kind of human infrastructure, and that's a you know a vague term, but you know if you don't have childcare, then that's as, that can be as much of an obstruction yeah. to get to work as lack of transportation. Well, thank you. And, when we keep yeah. talking about the worker shortage, Representative, right? I mean, again, part of it is people don't feel like putting their health at risk, getting COVID you know, being mistreated in many cases. I mean, I think that the worker shortage, there's a lot of things that go into it, but that's another one that it costs more to get childcare than to go back to work. I mean, that's a big yeah, part. It is. I mean, in Washington, uh, you know, I'm not paying for it, but I, my, my chief of staff is, uh, it's $2,000 a month. Yeah. And I, I'm sure in, in where you are, it's, it's, uh, it's equally high. And that's, you know, that's un, unmanageable for many people. Plus, there are not enough slots for kids who yeah. want to a child care. Yeah. Uh, they're generally waiting lists at every every place. Uh, Pre-K, of course, has the combined benefit of being a child care, an element of child care, because the kids are taken care of all day, but they also get a much stronger foundation at a very critical time. Yeah. And uh, if I had to identify the most important uh, the, element of the entire plan i would say that's the one that i would if i had to choose one that's the one i would choose it's universal pre-k um it went in places where they have it and there are some places in the country that do they've had to rewrite the curriculum for high school because the kids are so much more advanced than wow. they had been wow so yeah you know, the advantages are just amazing and again uh it's part of the child care um puzzle yeah so but that's again you can roll through all those things and and um it's hard to talk about them all. And that's one yeah. of the debates we're having right now is if we have to pair the overall spending number, uh, do we concentrate on several of them and do them really well and completely, or do we 
try to keep all the elements in there and pair them back, either by... Oh, where are we on that? Because it sounds like that's where what Speaker Pelosi talked about is cutting down the number of years. So it would be a five-year, say, instead of a 10-year, so you get the number down. And I, I think that's not a bad strategy. I don't know what you think, because then I think to take those things away from people in five years, good luck. Yeah, it, well, it depends. So if, let's say, you know, if you're talking about adding benefits to Medicare... Uh, that's easy to do because we have an existing structure. And uh, under the, the proposal that's now before us, uh, the, the dental provision doesn't go into effect till 2028 anyway. Mm -hmm. But so, you know, one of the things that I've talked about is maybe waiting to do that next year in another reconciliation bill that would be actually a good thing to be talking about right during the um, during the midterms. But uh, so we had a big leadership meeting last week, leadership and committee chairs, and we talked about this question. And I would say the group was was split pretty much 50-50 as to which tack to take. Yeah. But the problem is that it, when you got to the question of do three or four things really well, there was not much agreement on which three or four things. So I suspect we will settle ultimately on the latter course, which is try to do all of these things and, uh, you know, maybe limit the lower the eligibility limits so that you know people who make couples who make four hundred thousand dollars a year don't get right. help with their, with their child care and that's probably fair same with community college and some of those other things where you probably don't need to make it a universal benefit yeah um, but so, um gonna be interesting yeah <laughs> delve into the shadows of the mind with sleeping dogs a gripping murder mystery starring academy award winner russell crowe now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. So just between you, me, and the bourbon, um, how, what percentage of your decision to retire was based on Mitch McConnell? <laughs> I'm working with Mitch. You tweeted, uh, Senator McConnell said Republicans won't vote to raise the debt ceiling, and you just said he's being so deceitful with the American people, that's their debt, and now they don't want to pay it. I mean, right. he's just yeah, I, uniquely... I spoke on the floor about that the other day, because one of the things that they're, for, they're choosing not to discuss is... The fact that their tax cuts in 2017, which only they voted for, no no Democrats voted for any of them, yeah. they're still adding to the debt every year through 2026. So it's about $250 billion this year. It's about $250 billion next year, about $200 billion the year after. So we're going to have to keep raising the debt ceiling to accommodate that, which was only their their uh, action. But um, I will say I'm, I'm being a little bit nicer to Mitch today because he he did call me yesterday and it was a very very gracious and friendly call and that was very it was very nice of him to do I think he so. knew he knew to time it after bourbon hour so whatever <laughs> you were probably in a better mood that's right yeah. <laughs> um so chairman obviously one of the you know biggest issues the only issue to a lot of us is our democracy and what is happening with this january 6th committee because it goes to everything right it goes to subverting our democracy in 2022 and 2024 whether it's with voter suppression bills or putting in you know these trump acolytes conspiracy theorists and all these positions um Obviously, we're, you know, my headline this morning, January 6th panel prepares to immediately pursue criminal charges against Bannon. Today was the day. 
Um, do I mean, obviously, I, we played Stephanie Murphy, Chairman Schiff. So will these be uh, enforced, these subpoenas? And are we going to get to the truth of, of January 6th? I think we will. And, and uh, you know, I, I believe that Benny Thompson, the chairman of, of that committee and and Adam and the others are uh, committed to, to not uh, not letting this slide and not letting these people avoid their legal responsibility. So I, I think you're going to see some referrals to the Justice Department um, in a very in a very short period of time. And I hope justice takes it seriously and and uh, and, and acts on those because you know, one of the things that's so frustrating and Trump was a master at that is is the way you can slow play these these yeah. things through the the bureaucracy. Uh, so they need to expedite. Justice Department needs to expedite all the enforcement of of these subpoenas. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I hope they will. Yeah, I don't think it gets much more serious than trying to overthrow. <laughs> the government of the United States in a free and fair election. And I think a lot of people, be it from Hillary Clinton to, you know, Joy Reid to many of us saying, I don't think Democrats are taking this seriously enough that we are this close to a constitutional crisis. Mark Elias, the, uh, you know, election lawyer that, you know, I, as you say, if we're not able to fix the filibuster and get voting rights, I mean, I, I, I think we're in a very dire place about the, the lengths that they will go to on their side to seize power again, don't you? Absolutely. And, you know, we, we passed a bill, one bill already. We're going to pass the John Lewis Act, uh, which is the second part of it, dealing with the Voting Rights Act. Uh, we passed a bill that provides for a, a, a wide variety of uh, election protection provisions, um, you know, guaranteeing early, uh, early voting and same-day registration and mail-in ballots and so forth. Uh, so we're waiting on the Senate to act. And of course, there's the filibuster. And uh, I understand that uh, Chuck Schumer said he's going to bring a bill to the floor uh, next week. Uh, it, probably, it won't pass because yeah. they're not going to vote for it. It won't get 60 votes. And, and, you know, we're all very hopeful that at some point, uh, Manchin and Cinema, and if there are others who don't want to mess with the filibuster, uh, make some changes based on, even, even if it's just a carve out for this Yes, foundational uh, problem or crisis that we face. Well, and, you know, even even just to make the make the minority put forty one votes on the board. Yeah, well, you're want, you're going to be here fifteen more months. You're going to keep fighting, right. right? As long as we don't that, give up and keep that, fighting. You know what? Help appears in the most unusual places, like Donald Trump, who we have to applaud for his uh, foresight and strength and leadership in saying that Republicans will not vote in 2022 or 2024 if they do not get to the bottom of what happened in 2020. And we heartily endorse that, don't we, Congressman? We heartily Absolutely. endorse that. Yes. Stay home. <laughs> you know, I'm just hoping, I'm just hoping right now that, that uh, Rand Paul will follow my lead and decide to retire. <laughs> hey, Mitch, look how much fun this is. Okay. Yeah, Mitch, well, his term's not up yet. He has, four, he has uh, five more years. Now. Why don't you fill but, your... Fill your pool with bourbon and send him the video doing the backstroke. Yeah. Look how much fun this is. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I tell you, I had a lot of communications from former members who said, you'll love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I bet. It's well, we hope you will retire to spend more time with the Stephanie Miller Show. That's the one thing we hope. You are literally our, one of our absolute favorites for many, many years. And we thank I you for your... I appreciate that. Well, uh, the, the feeling is mutual. Aw, uh, and thank it's you. Nothing I, nothing I enjoy more than, than talking with you all. Aw, uh, well, thank, and thank you for being such a patriot. And we look, we have 15 more months of patriotism That's from right. John Yarmouth, y'all. That's right. All right.
<laughs> Thank you, Representative. Bye, okay. Stephanie. All Bye. right. Bye. Bye.